It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casinos. Big TVs, sports everywhere, comfy chairs, come on, hang out, play some bets. Elliot Shore Parks, how are you, buddy? Packed up in here today, too. It is, it like is. the most packed it's been People in got a while. that uh, yeah. that Christmas money. That's right. And they're fitting ready. To, fitting to flip it into a little more money. You're damn here. right about yeah. that, buddy. And this is the perfect place to do it, so come on, hang out. We'll be here till three today obviously eagles talk real quick off the top just uh because we are wip in a sports station and you are a baseball guy we should mention well, we are baseball we guys. are baseball guys yes. uh you of course make an appearance in the phillies world series dvd no, no big, big deal no to big me. deal to you no deal to right just yeah. the baseball voices you needed to remember an epic playoff right run. the the, yeah. the 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 voices of the run yeah. you know the 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 soundtrack of in the 30 run. years you'll yeah, want boy. to hear me talking that's Phillies. Right. you'll be like that. oh i remember exactly crushing yes. it during that run. yes um but yeah the phillies actually it looks like they made a trade uh it is uh pending medical reviews but the phillies and tigers have made a trade that was uh, very unexpected the phillies have acquired gregory soto uh along with cody clemens who's roger clemens son but gregory soto the big piece of this deal two-time all-star left-handed reliever dude has just filthy stuff he doesn't yeah. always know where it's going but he is really, really talented. Bring him in. I mean, what they did with Alvarado, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a similar lefty with some of the control problems with, with serious stuff. Um, they trade away Nick Maton, Matt Beerling, and Donnie Sands. So, like, you know, guys we love, they were fun to have around. But I, I am shocked they're getting a guy uh, who's controlled through 2026 with this much talent in this spot for not a lot, to be honest. Yeah, and also, I think at the end of the day, this is a team that's built to win now. You go out, you get the win now pitcher that can help the bullpen. One thing that did show up, I thought, in the postseason, as obviously, as well as some of their relievers pitched, they did not have a deep bullpen to go to, so this helps them there. And any move where it says it has, gives them a better chance to win right now with this lineup, 
I'm in. Yeah. And I, look, I said on the most recent High Hopes pod to Jack that I thought that, you know, kind of one spot on the team that I, I thought just wasn't finished, so to mm-hmm. speak, was the bullpen. And yeah. then you go out and see a, a nice move like this. So if you want to chime in on that, of course, we'll take your calls. Uh, this is a pretty exciting move for the Phils. Maybe a, um, a name that a lot of people don't know, but someone who I think is, over the course of the season people are going to be excited is in Philly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some birds. It's been a, uh, a tumultuous week. I feel like we've had, you know, obviously there have been some downs along with the many ups this season. Yeah. But really, you know, other than the Washington game and, and a few injuries here and there until the, the Chicago game, which they won, but Hurts gets hurts in. Hurt get hurts gets hurt in. It's not, not a name the, that lends itself to, uh, to injury. Hurts get injured in. That's yes. better. Um, you know, ever since then, it's it's really been. Uh, we've started a little panic in the city. Elliot well, Kubrick. I mean, think about it. The last time me and you were here at Parks, Jalen was healthy. They had one loss, and they were cruising to the one seed. Right. So things have obviously changed. And you know, I I, I think in general, I don't like to tell people how to feel, but I think. There's a lot of ways you could feel about where this team is at right now. Um, I think it's fair to say, look, Jalen will come back. They're probably going to be the one seed. It's the reality that if they're the one seed, they have to win two home playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I think that's probably where I would stand. I think that Jalen coming back really does solve a lot of the issues that we've seen with this team. I think it makes the offensive line better. I think because of a lack of turnovers, it makes the defense better. I think the passing game is better. I mean, he's MVP for a reason, right? We can't spend all year beating the drum and going, he's MVP, how could it be anybody else? And then when he's out, go, well, you know. They should win without right, him. Yeah. yeah. Now, now Gardner has been disappointing, no, no doubt about that. I thought, I, think, I thought he would play better. But I also think Jalen's absence – has showed me a few things, which is he really, really has to be special when he comes back. This team was special this year because of Jalen. And my concern heading into the game tomorrow is it doesn't feel to me like Jalen is 100% healthy. Now, I think the Eagles have earned the benefit of the doubt that they have handled injuries well. And when you talk about Nick, Howie, Jeffrey, I truly believe in my core they would not put Jalen at legitimate risk of injury. I think just as people, they wouldn't do it. And I also think this is a guy they might give like $200 million to. So there's that part of it. But I also know that he's listed as questionable. And I went back and I looked. They've only listed a player questionable five times this year. And I think only once did that player play. Only in the zero times this year has a player been limited throughout the week, listed as questionable, and played in the game. So... The fact that they listed him as questionable to me is worrisome. I'm a little worried they're going to put him out there when he's not fully healthy because they have to win the game. And I don't know if that's what I would do. I I think that you should be able to beat this Giants team without Jalen. You should be able to beat them with Gardner. The Giants will not be playing. They won't be with their starting quarterback. Saquon's not playing. Their best pass rushers probably won't play. So I almost lean towards sitting Jalen making sure he's special for the playoffs, making sure he's healthy, because this team is not winning anything without Jalen. Look, I agree, and I do think, I think the thing that we haven't talked enough about is they've missed Jalen on the field. You know, obviously he is just light years more talented. Yeah, he's than way Gardner. better than Gardner. Way better, but also off the field. I mean, that, just having that guy as your leader with you on the field every, every Sunday, like, matters. It matters that that guy's out there setting the tone. He's the guy who everyone looks to. Yeah. As you put it so eloquently, he's the engine that drives the car. Without yeah. the engine, the car doesn't drive the same way. You get a new engine in there, it's not as good an engine. It's not going to drive as fast. And it's not going to drive as good. When you, know? you get your engine fixed, we can all say you feel confident, you get the best mechanic you can, 
There's no doubt the first time you drive that car, you're a little like, uh, especially if you're taking a road trip, which is pretty much what this team's doing with this with this playoff run. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I took that analogy a little far. A little far, but but, but, but the point I'm making is, even though he's healthy, we don't know what it's how it's which is look. true. But look, I. I I think he's going to play on Sunday. That I understand the concerns with the questionable tag and the limited impacts and all that, but just the way Sirianni talked yesterday, the trending in the right direction stuff, they have always just refused to give us anything on this type of stuff. Yeah. I'm not surprised that they're... I don't. I don't think it really gets them a huge advantage, but but it's just the Especially way they. Especially this. Just week. the way they do their business. I I, I think Jalen will play, and look, I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play to be ready for the playoffs to shake off the rust. Like I don't want Jalen going into the playoffs off like six weeks of rest. I mean that is, and I agree with you. Look, I think they should be able to beat the Giants with Gardner Minshew. I really do. I know it's tough saying that off your last week, but look, if they can't beat the Giants backups, I think they should be able to beat him with Ian Book. Yeah, like look, they just beat the Giants yeah. starters forty eight to. 22 a few weeks ago right, right? And i know that was with Jalen, but i agree with that general sentiment but even so like i need Jalen. i'm not saying if he's not healthy but i think he's healthy enough to play i need to get Jalen some work i need to i want to see I, I don't even care if it looks that great like i just want him to win the football game i want Jalen to go out and 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 get some work in yeah shake off the rust and be ready to roll in two weeks for the playoffs and, and win tomorrow yeah and i agree with you that well, actually, I take that back. I'm not concerned about the rust the way you are. I would much rather have him sit until he's fully healthy, and I'll deal with the rust thing. I am not putting him out there if he's not fully ready to go. I'm not letting I'm not letting the impact of the game dictate my decision on Jalen. And let if it, if he wouldn't play in week one or week seven or week ten with this injury, then I'm not playing him tomorrow. I don't think the stakes of the game is worth risking Jalen's health or making a decision based off of what has to happen in the game. So. I, I would, you know, without having all the information, I would lean towards sitting him. But the other thing is this. If you're going to play him, if you're going to put him out there, they better play well. I, I, this, to me, I know the importance of the game. And look, if they win 13-10, to 10, that'll be huge for their Super Bowl chances because it means they'll have the, the one seed and they'll have the two home playoff games. But I also know that if this team comes out tomorrow and Jalen doesn't look good and they struggle against the Giants' backups and the Giants run the ball on the defense and there's those long drives and, you know, everyone's mad at Gannon, this team really, really, really needs a great performance tomorrow. I need style points tomorrow. Uh -oh. I know people hate that phrase, but it's true. Tomorrow, I need to see the Eagles play well. I need to see the team that we saw a few weeks ago that gave you confidence that they could go to the Super Bowl, that looked like the best team in the NFC, that was among the best teams in the NFL, if not, in your opinion, the best team in the NFL. If they're going to play tomorrow, if you're going to put Jalen out there, if you're going to play the starters, and you're playing a Giants team that is not trying, yeah, they better dominate. If there's struggles tomorrow, if Jalen doesn't play well, if his accuracy looks off, if the offense is out of sync, I'm going to be way more worried going into that playoff game because tomorrow is a chance to go out there and make the statement. Remind people why you are worth believing in. Remind people why you were a favorite to win the Super Bowl so much of the year. Because we talk about how you know, we haven't been here since before the Chicago game. This team hasn't played a good game since Chicago. And even Chicago was not a great game. Well, they even had Jalen for two of them. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it's still a fact. They did not play great, great against Chicago, and they've lost two straight. So I need to see what this team looked like before the Jalen injury if I'm going to feel as confident in them now as I did a few well, weeks ago. Well, obviously as confident and, like, you know, 
it's gradations. Like I, I think without Lane John or an injured Lane Johnson, without Avante Maggs, like you can't feel as confident as you did in that moment when they were peaking. You know, in the the Giants, Titans, right. Giant or uh, Packers part of the season because they didn't have the same type of injury issues they have now. But look, I, I don't need style points tomorrow. I need them to win a football game. I need them to secure the one seed. Would I like them to go out and beat the crap out of the Giants and make me feel like? Super confident again going, of course, but I don't need that. I need them to go out and win a football game. I, look, we have seen literally in this city a team look like crap heading into the playoffs. A team look like crap for their first half of a playoff game and figure it out and go win the Super Bowl. And I know it's a unique case. It was a special yeah. year and all that. But at times we've seen this group look special both on and off the field. Jalen coming back, in my opinion, and yours too, is an elixir for their problems. Yeah, I think it fixes the I don't expect have. him to come in tomorrow after not playing for a month and just being like locked in and perfect. It's going to take him a little rust, get to shake off well, the rust in time. Like, win the football game, get Jalen ready for the playoffs. That is the only two things I need. So anymore. it's only been two games he's missed. Number one, it's not been a month, right? But also, they have said repeatedly well, three weeks from Sunday yeah, to Sunday. Physical, right? Yeah, physical. Right, okay. But he's missed two games. It's not like he's been out for, for six weeks, right? They, they, it's not crazy to think that after two weeks, you should. Three weeks. It'll be three no, weeks. No, two games. games I'm right, but three weeks. Like, if we're talking time, it's three weeks since last time we played football. Okay, game, three right? weeks since he's been injured, two games he's missed. Yes. But regardless, I think that's not enough time where, look, can you have, you have a little rush? Sure, I'm not setting this, like, concrete line of demanding excellence. I just think that it's only been two weeks. The Eagles have told us, and this is their doing, they've told us that he will not be out there until he's ready to go, that he can make all the throws, that they feel healthy, that they feel he's healthy. So then go look like it tomorrow. You know, I, I think that this team was so good for that stretch. The Giants game, the Packers game, the Titans game. They were dominating teams. That's the team. That's how you want to be playing going into the postseason. And I know your point about 2017. And we've seen that, that you can win a title all types of ways. They won it with their backup that year. They won it being an underdog in every game. That's not the path you want to go down. That's not how you want to enter the playoffs. You don't want to enter it with your quarterback having not played for two games and struggling in, in his in his finale. So I think it's important how Jalen plays tomorrow. We both agree they're going to win the game. Obviously not winning the game would be and we're, we're having a very, ca- very, very different count. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, if they can't beat the Giants backups tomorrow, then, you know. Then they're I, just not clicking. It just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I don't believe they in them too anymore. early. Yeah, you know, whatever we'll, you want to say. But I, we'll I, will, I will not believe but, in the team if they don't. Yeah. Even with Gardner. I, like, they have to win if Gardner But But right. I think coming out tomorrow and seeing Jalen look like Jalen, not only is it, is it important just for their playing style, but, you know, people talk about 2017 so much. I remember being around that team, and what, what really stood out to me was they knew they, when they walked into any stadium, they could beat whatever team was in front of them. And you saw that, too, the way they played against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? The way they maybe didn't play great on the field, but for what it's worth, they never lost a meaningful game with Nick Foles. Yep. I mean, this Eagles no, team yeah. has lost two meaningful games with Minshew. Games that right. they, and well, but I'm saying games they tried point. to I win, I get your right? point, yep. Now, look, the 2017 beat the Raiders 9 to nothing. So it wasn't that was not a dominating performance. But but I think Shout out to Ronald Darby for that one. Yes, exactly. But but when you look at this current Eagles team, I'm not saying they're lacking confidence now, I'm not. But we also know confidence can be a fragile thing. And if Jalen comes out tomorrow and struggles, I think then there might be a little bit of, "Oh man, we've lost two in a row. Jalen might not be Jalen." I think and you you brought this up in your first answer, in your first thing you said and it's so true that you know what Jalen brings off the field is critically important as well and I think he's reached a point in that locker room where the confidence of the team can be somewhat dictated off of him how he's playing 
he's the reason they know they have a chance to beat anybody they play because he's been that special this year. And I think not just for the fans, not just for me, not just for media, whatever. I think the players need a good game tomorrow. They've lost two in a row. They were really bad against the Saints. Even the Chicago game wasn't a great performance. I think just coming out tomorrow, getting the ball rolling again, I'm not saying they have to win by 30 points. I don't even care what the final score is. The eye test tomorrow, the style points need to be there to say, okay, everyone take a deep breath. The panic wasn't worth it. The concern about Jalen isn't there. Tomorrow's about going out and reminding people and Jalen reminding people how good this team is. Just win the game. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't love it if they go out and dominate. Obviously, I prefer that, but I, I just need him to win tomorrow. I just need Jalen to get some reps in, to shake the rust off, and I trust that they will get it ready by the time they have to play a playoff game. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in on this, where do you stand on the style points thing tomorrow? Do you need to see the Eagles come out and play a, a awesome game tomorrow and you know, just come out and Jalen look great to, to feel good about them going into the playoffs. You just need them to get the one seed tomorrow. And to the point Elliot made before, if, if you do you think that, that they shouldn't even play Jalen if it's any sort of risk? Do you think that, you know, go out and win with Gardner because you should be able to yeah. do that? 215-592-9494. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. In Abington with our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom! Yo, fellas! How are we doing today? What up, Tom? Good to hear from you, man. Hey, Elliot, what are you doing at the station? Shouldn't you be over at the link covering the game tonight? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yesterday during the show, I kept saying the game was tough. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bad move by me. Dude, yeah. it, James, I, like I counted times, like I 20 it. times in the first hour he said it. It was... Yeah, it was well, ridiculous. You know what I think it is, and I, I'm obviously guessing here. He's used to think, doing go birds. He's, yeah, exactly. Tom. Exactly. He's yeah, used to it. do, and I, it's a Friday, and it's close enough. So I think he's just used to saying tomorrow when he's on yeah. the shows. But yeah, and dude, I, I it's pretty that, hilarious. But, though. Yeah, ripping you gotta have fun it. with it. Right? Yeah, he's <laughs> ripping for it. It, it, it. What happened was I was just cooking. I was making so many good points. It just I never thought to correct myself outside. Of that. <laughs> What's even cooking. more ridiculous yeah. is Elliot considers himself average height, James. Yeah, he's not, not, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's How about height. that, Tom? 5'9. Five, yeah. five, average, nine average height. I don't think he's 5'9, first off. I've well, stood next to you. Well, he's 5'9. Tape measure. Is he? Tape measure. I would say he's 5'9. All right. I'll have to check that out next one time, day. We'll but to, How tall are you? We'll have to do back to back next I'm time. I'm 5'11. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. you were 5'11. So, well, there you go. It works both ways, <laughs> yeah, don't it? Exactly. Style points, smile points. What are you talking about, Elliot? You just you don't care how they play? Of course I care how they play, but... Okay, well, that's um, what I'm saying. Now, you said style points. Yeah, style points is playing well. Style points is going out and dominating a good team. Style points I, is what gets you to the top of the power yeah. rankings. Everybody cares so much that they're at the top of. I, this is about going out and playing are. a good game, yeah. All right, so you brought up 17. Did they have style points at the end of that season or even in the first playoff game against the Falcons? No, nope. they that did was, not. That's the re what makes that championship so special is how unlikely it is. Right? Nobody would pick that path. Nobody would pick playing poorly without your franchise quarterback going into the Super Bowl. When they take an underdog field, in every game, no when one they would take pick this that. field either next week or in two weeks, whatever it is in the playoffs, it's not going to matter. This Giants game, nobody's even going to be thinking about it. Yeah, all that matters is they're taking the field for the first time in two weeks instead of one. That's it. But what does That's matter it. is every coach you talk to says you want to be playing your best football at the end of the season. You want to improve throughout the year and be and be at your best at in in December. That's not been the case with this team. It's been a rough month, uh, December month for them, right? So hmm. I, I think that having you know we can debate this is really the momentum debate, but also. There's no denying them coming out and playing well tomorrow matters. It makes the team confident again. It makes them, Just get it gives the, you the confidence again. All right, so let me, let me run some things by you real quick. Um, 
So what would you guys rather have? Would you guys have, like if I gave you the choice here, uh, okay. a completely healthy team, okay, so take away all the injuries as a five seed or the current health of the team as a one seed? Wow, that's a phenomenal question, Tom. I would because because people always do it with the Gardner as a one and and Jalen as a five. That's such right. an easy as easy answer for Jalen. Like yeah. you just take Jalen. But this is interesting. Like so you're Lane talking thing, Lane, Avante, CJ, GJ, fully yep. healthy, Dallas fully healthy, like Robert whole, Quinn. Like the whole thing, though. But right. that is a, yeah. honestly, Tom. I'm I think I might go full health. I might because just as of when when yep. they were all there, how great they looked. I almost mm-hmm. don't. I think they could win anywhere. I mean, they were undefeated on the road this year. Yeah, right? and you're also and that, the end of the year. Until that's that where I game. come down too. How about you, eh? Yeah, I think I would go five seed, especially if we want to get into it. Yep. We're talking about going to Tampa, which I think there's some complicating parts to that game. But if they're fully healthy, I think they Tampa just sure. can't score with them. So yeah. yeah, I mean, then you have to maybe go to Dallas, or, or I don't think Minnesota is that scary. San Francisco. So I'd probably go five seed. It's a really okay, interesting so, hypothetical. So, I like that. One. So let me run one more by you guys, and I'll, uh, I'll get off. Um, so let's say the birds win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> right. And Steichen um, wants to. Uh, there's a team, two teams, three teams interested in hiring Steichen as the head coach. If it were like, if you were in the position of Howie and Jeffrey, would you consider promoting Steichen to head coach and letting no, no, Nick no. go? No. no, no. I think Steichen has been good this year, and he's. The I think play Nick call. is is way more. I think Nick's way more important. Yeah. Nick also, okay. again, credit to Steichen for what he's done. But Nick does build the offense, come up with play calls in certain situations. Like mm. he's also very involved in that. And I think all the stuff that Nick does off the, okay. you know, outside of scheme is the stuff that makes him special. Do you see that? I should have quit after the first question. Yeah, that's that was awesome. great, though. First I, I'll great. end it on this though. I do not have a good feeling about tomorrow, just because. Wow. Everybody's picking the Eagles, and whenever that happens, I just I never have a good feeling going in. I just pray to God that Jalen's taking the field tomorrow. Yeah. Have a great weekend, followers. I'm with you, you too, Tommy. Man. And yeah, look, I think the fact that the line is 14 or now 14 and a half yeah, it's in certain up. places where you look, it usually and again, they don't know everything, but usually they know. They know. They know. And I think that's a as if you're looking for a really size. We sit here at Parks Sportsbook like. I think if you're looking for a really, really solid sign outside of trying to read what Nick's saying, outside of trying to read the Ian Rappaport and Schefter, and like, just look at the line. Like, well, the line is telling you that the Giants players aren't playing and that Jalen is. Well, also, since he was uh, ruled questionable, it's gone up. It's gone from 14 to 14 and a half. So, so, uh, so I do think they expect him to play. Now, I do, even if Hertz wasn't playing and we knew that, I still think the line would be, Nine or ten or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's only a, a bit of a bump. But, yeah, I mean, the line not moving and being at 14 is a strong indication he's playing. 215-592-9494. Do you need to see style points tomorrow? Do you need to see the Eagles come out and and whoop on the Giants? You just need to see Jalen shake off some rust, and they come out with a W and secure that one seed. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, and let me tell you, the pro football regular season is winding down, coming to an end. Birds play New York at home. The college football championship games on Monday, pro and college hoops, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook Casino app has you covered for all of it. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. It's the official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan, the only sportsbook and casino app 
that we here at Go Birds recommend. Bet on more than just the score. You can bet on player performances with live in-game betting. You can bet on the game as it happens. All kinds of wild swings, all kinds of opportunities to make money. And more than anything, we watch these games anyway. It's just way more fun to watch them when you have a little action on it. Join us right now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It's Go Birds Radio, brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, coming from the beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. All kinds of college basketball on right now. Awesome, comfy seats. Talking to the birds, and again, uh, if you if you missed it, the Phillies made a trade for a reliever, Gregory Soto, Matt uh, Veerling, and Nick Maton, along with a minor leaguer, Donnie Sands, on the way out. So obviously, if you want to comment on that, we'll take those calls as we talk birds heading into tomorrow's game. The need for style points or not. So let me ask you this. Uh, the last few weeks, really since they beat Chicago, we've all agreed they're going to get the one seed, right? They lose to Dallas. You are not, you know, no big deal. I said right? no big deal. No yeah. big deal. I thought, yeah. yeah. Then going into the Saints game, it's very like, they're going to they win. Horrible no worries. The they played horrible. Worst but game I mean, of the going season. Going into the game, I'm saying. Right? Yeah, I agree. Everyone thought they'd win. Do, do you think maybe we're all closing our eyes a little bit to the fact that this could this could be a collapse. Like if, if we're if we're a Niners radio station or Cowboys or whatever, or you know the callers are fans of those teams, are we looking at the Eagles and going, oh yeah, they're collapsing? Like this is a collapse. I mean, have we so just been I, so confident? I, I get your point. I get your point. But again, when when both games happen without hurt, like we can't sit here and say yeah. Jalen's the MVP. Jalen's the engine that drives the car. If yeah. you're going to decide who gets the most credit for the, the success this season, it's Jalen. Like, all that. We can't do all that. And then when they lose two games without him, make a, a sweeping statement about the team itself. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the team with Gardner Minshew is the same thing as the team with Jalen Hurts. And, and I can't look. Again, do I look? It's it's not ideal. It's not what you want. And I certainly think if the Giants were playing their players tomorrow, I think there might be more of a discussion about like, hey guys, are we are we just assuming they're going to win this game when they when they might not? Yeah. And this could. But I feel like with the Giants not playing the players, the likelihood hurts is going to play. I don't have those same type of nerves for tomorrow. But look, I mean, stranger things have happened. I, I mean, you know, we a, saw we saw the the Bears beat a, a Minnesota team to help the Eagles get into the super, uh, the playoffs in eighteen. Yeah. When the Bears had nothing to play for and, and Minnesota had everything. I mean, we've seen weird stuff happen. I just I wouldn't count on it. Also, know? so. I'm just a little surprised at the complete lack of concern. Like, nobody's mentioning that this could be an epic collapse. Well, again, I think it's because of the, the not playing the players. Not, yeah. I think if the Giants were playing their players, people would be talking. So, interestingly enough, I, I looked this up. In, in 2013, Sirianni was part of a team where final week of the season, he's with the Chargers. They're going up against the Chiefs. Char- Chiefs have nothing to play for. Chargers have everything to play for to get in the playoffs. So, arguably, arguably bigger stakes than this. The stakes are, are pretty high mm-hmm. on what they could get. Uh, they had to go to overtime to win that game. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's a – I actually think in some ways it's good because he's been through it. He's seen it. He can point to it. But just a reminder that I think they'll win. I mean, the 14 points is a lot of points. But, man, I maybe we're closing our eyes a little to what's happening here. All right, let's throw that to the audience too. Are you at all concerned that maybe we are overlooking this game tomorrow, that there is the chance that with the way this season is trending? And look – you know, we don't know for sure Jalen is playing tomorrow. We assume he is based on the way Nick sounded, the ba- the, the things that Rappaport and Schefter and those guys have said. But it's not a lock. He is questionable. You know, we thought he was going to play, might play last week yeah. and, he, and all that. So 
it's an interesting question. Do you have any concern about the game itself tomorrow? Maybe that we are just kind of overlooking it. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and go to Vancouver and talk to our other Tom, our buddy Tom in Vancouver. Tom, hey! Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? What up, Tom? How you doing, man? Uh, doing well. Thank you very much. The I really like Tom's uh, the, the little uh, the little uh, scenario that he presented about the the healthy versus the one seed. Yeah. Obviously, the the team's not going to be fully healthy. Lane Johnson is a, still going to be a huge issue. I mean, even if the guy even if the guy plays, he's probably not going to be more than seventy five percent. I wouldn't think. Yeah, so. I, did, I didn't think Driscoll was that bad against the Saints, though. All things considered, you know, I thought the uh, the line struggled, and you know, he was going against Cam Jordan. But I didn't think he was red flag. Got to make a change back. Uh, well, look, and Elliot, that's a low I bar. Hope you're right about, <laughs> I, yeah, I hope you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so something that I thought was really lame that you've been saying, but after last week's game, I actually have come around to your side, and that's that style points thing. Mm-hmm. So last week's game was a clunker. It was, it was horrible. And the only exception to them not needing style points would be if Minshew ends up playing, and I agree with that. he's able to yeah. struggle out a win. But I mean, I agree. but even there, even there, Elliot, I I think that if Minshew's playing, the line, the like the the, def, the defensive line, like the defense has to play well, and the receivers still have to like they have to play reasonably mm-hmm. well. It, it, you know, if well, they just if Minshew doesn't have style, that's fine. But the, well, Tom, real, real quick, I, yeah. if if Minshew plays, then I think it becomes about specific players, specific units. I think if Hurts plays. Yeah. You want to see the entire yeah, if Minchu team. Plays, you're with yeah. just win the, win if, the if Minchu game. game. If Minshew plays, just win. I agree with that. But if Hertz is out there, this is our first chance to see him since that injury. I want to leave that game feeling confident about you know how he's playing and how he looks. And I think we will because if he's assuming he's reasonably healthy, he is the thermostat, right? Yeah. And so we will have a reset. So I do feel confident about that, as long as he's reasonably healthy. I have a question about uh, this, uh, this, you know, this whole uh, AFC scenario thing Absolutely. that I have not understood. Yeah, and that is that is all week we've been talking about the win percentages, and yet it seems like we're actually talking about record and not win percentage. So I did some like very basic calculations, and if Kansas City, if the Bills and the Bengals all win their games, and if you yeah. actually do it as win percentage then Kansas City would be at 82% wins, the Bills would be at 81%, and the Bengals would be at 75%. So if, well, isn't if that the it, current standings? Yeah, that's what it's going to end up being if that's the way it plays out. Well, if it's true, so if they use true so that, percentage... The, 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 the Chiefs would still be easy. the one seed in that case. They're just talking about there being a neutral site for the championship game if, if certain teams face each other. But the Chiefs would still end up the one seed. If, they, if the Chiefs win their game tomorrow, they're the one seed. So if the Chiefs or today, lose, excuse me, that actually is today. There you go. Yeah, if the Chiefs today. win it's today, if the Chiefs win today, they're the one seed. End of discussion. And it's just lose, that there could be neutral site if they play the Bills or the Bengals based on how certain things play out, because it was unfair that it's played out this way. And thus, the best they can do, the Chiefs would still be the one, still get the bye. But the best they could do is is say, if if it does go to a championship game with these teams facing each other, you shouldn't get the advantage of home field advantage. Well. On this one, I, I again, and you know, I don't like agreeing with Elliot too much, but I do agree with him that it. To they, I think they've overthought it, and I yeah, think that they should go straight win percentage. What is? They are, what are you talking about? Kansas, they are Tom. I don't understand what you're talking about. They're going win percentage, like you just said, 82, 81, 75. Like that's how it would play out. I don't understand what so you're let's saying. Say, let's say Kansas City loses. If Kansas City loses, then Bills would be number one. Kansas City would be number two, and Bengals would be number three. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. would 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 then 
Because the Bills would have a better win percentage if they win and Kansas City loses because Kansas City well, would be 13 and 4 and the Bills would be 13 also in and 3. Also, in this scenario, and this is why it's way too complicated. But, but like, it's not. I mean, they, they, right. this, they are, this is win percentage. Yes. I mean, but I'm saying if the Chiefs lose tomorrow and the Bills win, then the title game would be in Buffalo. In Buffalo because yeah. the Bills would be the unequivocal Correct. one seed. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. You understand? Because right. well, even if they had both that. ended at 13 and 4, if the Bills had played the extra game and lost it, if they win tomorrow, if the Chiefs lose today, Bills win tomorrow, the Bills could have lost last game and still be the ones yep. because they beat them head to head. Yeah. Okay. Last question. I'll let you guys uh, discuss it uh, once I'm gone. And that's the, uh, the sack, the sack record that's been set. Mm-hmm. How much of that is to do with coverage? Is that why we don't seem to feel as though the, the defensive line is quite as dominating as in previous years? Tommy, yeah. great calls. Good always, stuff, always. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's any more due to coverage than than any other teams that get a ton. It feels of like they've gotten there quick. Yeah, I, it's I mean, not like I've Reddick, felt a lot of socks where it's like, oh, the guy's like waiting there, waiting there, and then yeah. they get there. It feels like these guys are getting there pretty quick. Now, there's no question that they've had good coverage most of the year. I'm sure certain sacks then, have been covered sacks, but I don't think it's something where it's like, look, all teams have covered sacks. Yeah, and then on the there. flip yeah. side, when there are no sacks, it's also because the coverage isn't great, right? So it it works both ways. In terms of the, the sack record, we were talking about this on, on the way in. I mean, they could break the record for NFL sacks in a season this, this week. Now, they'll get an extra game, which is certainly part of it, it when just, talking about the It just the doesn't feel like the yeah, record doesn't. To me. But, you know, 15 years from now, it will feel like the record. No, it's a really good you know, point. Yeah. Um, but I also think even if they don't, the fact that this team is going to get as many sacks or almost as close, I think four short of the, it's the 84 Bears, yeah. right? Is pretty wild. It, dude, it's insane. Again, they like we've talked about it, but and they did this, what I'm about to say in sixteen games. They're the first team in the history of the sport to have four dudes with ten or more sacks. Yeah. And it's not just ten. BG's got eleven. Hassan Reddick has sixteen. 16 like uh, Hargrave has eleven. Like Sweat yeah. has like eleven and a half or whatever. They all are past ten. Yeah. It's like, not, it, yeah. it is an astounding, astounding achievement this D line has had this yeah. season. But they really should is. probably still fire Gannon. <laughs> I will give Gannon credit. I do yeah, think, I would think a, so. No, yeah. about a specific thing. He had a really good line when they talked about the Reddick 16 yeah. sags, and he's like, oh, yeah, probably had like 24, but didn't drop him back in coverage. Yeah, that so was really I was like, good. Clever. It was like good the job. first funny joke yeah, Gannon's ever it made. It was good. There. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's go. Oh, my guy in South Philly, Anthony! Hey, buddy, how are you? Uh, what a pleasure. How you doing, pal? Hi, pal. Jimmy, I don't know if you can hear me, but my line's breaking up. You again. sound great. You sound great. What's on your mind? Listen, uh, my issue with this thing tomorrow, I know he's probably going to play. I want to see my, – my question is going to be if Steichen protects Hurts while he's out there. What kind of plays they call. Uh, you know, and, and that's going to tell you a lot about his true physical health. Yeah. And the other thing I want to think about is uh, put yourself in a defensive end's mind, okay? If they got him running RPOs, they're going to overplay the handoff because the whole world knows he's been hurt. Yeah. And the next closest defender is going to take shots at him. This is my worry tomorrow. So, Anthony, I think two really – one inch, really interesting question and a great point. With the with the thing about Hurts, this is why I don't get why they would make him legitimately questionable. I agree it, with you, Elliot. It, 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 if, if they yeah, know, I thought that was a good point. If by they Elliot, know he's going to play, then it is way better for them to say all week, he's healthy, he's good. First of all, the Giants thing he's talking about. Second of all, it doesn't open them up to criticism whether he truly was questionable. So I think the fact that they, they elected to put him as questionable says that he is – Definitely still dealing with something. Exactly. Now, now, as far as your point about the offense and protecting him, 
Right. Now the tough thing is, if you're putting him out there, it you should be you should be able to run the same offense if he's healthy. But if they know and the game plan will show us, then yeah, you have to make sure you protect this guy because we'd all agree they're not winning a Super Bowl without him. They're not. So you if if he's going to play tomorrow less than 100, percent then yeah, you better get that ball out quick. You better not call a ton of quarterback runs because. But that's if he's less than 100%. And they better be playing six or seven-man protections on pass plays so he don't get his, his head taken off waiting for yeah. somebody to come open on him. I mean, I don't Miles, Miles gave up a sack last week too, though. Like, it's going to have to be execution by these right. players as well. And look, it I, should I, I, help I, that you're going to be playing the Giants' backup D-lineman yeah. and all that adds right, to the right, discussion. Right, right. It's part of the, I, part of the I, tapestry, so to speak, as well. I just don't want to go into the playoffs like the San Francisco 49ers with a backup quarterback. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the possibility. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and Anthony, as always, great call, my friend. Um, yeah, look, and it is wild because that is funny because Brock Purdy's been been really solid for them, and you know he's won all these games in a row and all that stuff. But it is, you know, they still are going into the playoffs with a a seventh round rookie as they're irrelevant, right? Yeah. Right, like that is. I mean, yeah, he came back against the Raiders last week. Like, I need to see Brock Purdy like in a big game do something before I'm like, oh, the Niners, you right? Know? And I and, and the Niners are the team I'm. Of all the teams in the NFC, I think they are the second-best team. It's them and the Eagles, one of the two. But, I I mean, people are talking, like, all these issues with the Eagles. Like you said, oh, all these – like, no one's mentioned a word about the fact they're going with a seventh-round rookie. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a quick question. Are you disappointed at all that Sirianni wasn't able to win a game these last two? If you look at what Kyle Shanahan is doing in San Francisco, and, you know, Baker's not been great in Los Angeles. But, you know, Sean McVay so, got Baker playing decently. It's a I, little but, different because he had he. It's been over time. That, I mean, pro, pro, but again, look, they won early too. I, look, I I don't blame the Dallas game on Sirianni. I blame it on Gardner yeah. on on the turnovers and the, and the, defense, and the yeah. defense giving it up and stuff. But but look, the, I thought the New Orleans game was was the worst game all around. I thought the coaching was bad. I thought the execution was bad. Yeah. So look, it wasn't it wasn't awesome. But I I don't think less of Nick because of it. I, and I think I agree with you on that. It just would have been nice to see him have one like a special game, go sure. win with Gardner. Well, especially you know? with the coach of the year thing, where it was yeah, such a hundred percent. Because to your point, like I I would I would pick Nick as coach of the year. But if you told me that you wanted it to be Kyle Shannon, who is going to go 13-4 and four with, with a seventh-round yeah. pick. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I 100%. think the dude deserves it. Yep. So, all right, 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on all this? And, and again, the, the point we were talking about before, do you need, assuming Jalen plays tomorrow, do you need to see them go out and be awesome? Do you need style points tomorrow? And, uh, and again, the, the interesting stuff here, also with the AFC, AFC stuff, if you think they handled that wrong, of course, we'll take those calls and all that as well. Uh, it's Elliot, it's James from Park, uh, Park Sportsbook. We're coming right back. Go Birds Radio, brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, coming to you from beautiful sportsbook at Parks Casino. Back to the phones in a sec, just talking, like right before we came back yeah. here to break, got into a conversation with our producer, Dan Wilson, talking about the AFC, uh, you know, seating and all the stuff we were just talking about, the neutral site game idea. And unsurprisingly, Elliot and I have, have stumbled upon a, a massive disagreement. Yeah, so... First, let me say, I think a neutral site idea is dumb. Oh, I, think I think it's Buffalo great. In is this getting case, I think absolutely hosed in this situation. I agree with you, but it, yeah. I mean, given the circumstances, I think the neutral site is better than just giving the one seed to Kansas City and, and making them play Yeah, I guess I, I would agree with that. But what I do think they should do is put this thing at a college So stadium. I won't disagree with you on this. 100,000 This is a phenomenal idea. Yeah, Michigan, yeah. Uh, you know, other big college stadiums that I can't think of. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, Alabama I went to Temple, or Ohio yeah. State or yeah, Penn, I mean, State, Penn State. Well, I, how, how, LSU, much are you, how much are you taking? The swamp in Florida. That'd be cool. Yeah. How much are you taking geography into this? 
Like, do you want to make sure it's not too close to one team, but close enough they can both well, travel? Well, I mean, all these teams, the, the only three teams that this specific thing matters for are the Bengals, the Bills, That's what and I the mean, Chiefs. Yeah. So they're all more or less Midwest, Relatively. East Coast. So I, I think you, you wouldn't want to go to the West Coast, but I think the South or the Northeast would make sense. For fans, too. Yeah, or now, the Midwest. Do you think if they do this neutral site game and it goes awesome, right? They do Michigan. Oh, I see where you're going. This becomes all of a sudden. I don't because the Super Bowl is neutral site and always has been. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they would either. But it's an interesting thought. Uh, the, uh, the disagreement we did come to is forget the college stadium thing. Let's just say they're playing in a pro stadium. I absolutely think it should be outdoors. And Elliot absolutely thinks it should so be outdoors. So stubborn. Zone. Football is better inside. Oh, stop. The game is played at a stop. higher level when weather is not a part of Weather's it. Weather's a part of the game. It's, it's not. I don't see it in the rule book. The I get phrase is football weather. Yeah, There's they a also use type the... of a, a, a moniker we have when, when it's a certain type of weather out yeah. there. Like, oh, it's football weather. Yeah, you want to know why? Because they you didn't, walk have, into a do- oh, it's they didn't really have, they dome. have domes back in the day. That's why. They also used to play with leather helmets. Should they line up like that? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, That's a good line. football is better when the elements aren't involved. And now it's more fun to watch. I'll agree with you. But the, uh, what else do I care about? The game, the quality of the game, I just is want to not watch it. Good. What's it better on TV? It's for unsafe me for? for players. Number one. Oh, so don't bring if, that if, into it. Come it's on. the it's a, it's true. They, everyone's like, oh, wow, snow. This is so Domes awesome. Are, and and non grass can yeah, the be more turf. dangerous. I agree. The yeah. turf. Right? The best so situation is grass. grass. The best situation is grass with the dome. We agree with that. No. Yeah. All right. So if you want to chime in on that too, I'm very interested to see where people come down this because it's been a long standing domes versus open air stadiums for Elliot and I. But in this specific case, this could play out. It looks like the AFC championship game very likely will be on a neutral site. Should it be a dome or we both agree college stadium. First, I think it'd be cool. But if not, should it be a dome or should it be an outdoor stadium? Chime in on that as well. Let's go back to the phones, go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy, Glenn. How you been, Glenn? Hey, dude. Good. How you doing? What up, Glenn? How you doing, man? Uh, well, obviously, you should be outdoors. I mean, football's wow. outdoors. Come on. That's the Thank easiest. You. The easiest. That's the easiest answer right there. Nah, disagree. Uh, put, it, put it in the dome, man. <laughs> uh, I'll start with this, though. I think uh, my big concern going to the playoffs is seeing the past games with uh, Dak and then Dalton. I just, I've never seen more receivers run wide open in a game. I get they only scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. but it's frustrating seeing no one within 10 yards of a receiver running down the field. I know Kaiser White's at a big problem, and I just feel like with Gannon, if you don't have the best player at the position there, he's the adjustments aren't there. He doesn't know what to do with that player if he doesn't have the best player on the field for that so, position. Yeah, so I'll, I'll disagree with you on a few things. Um, first of all, I'll say you're right that that first drive was concerning, and I think the way they start games is concerning, but I think a few things you said are said often on the station that aren't true. There's there's not guys running wide open 10 yards. Otherwise, they would have scored more than 13 points, right? So if there were truly guys running wide open, you would see way more points scored on the defense. So I think that's number one. But number two, I think he's actually really good at adjustments. If you look at this defense, they went through, I think, six games in a row without giving up a touchdown in the second half. If you look at the beginning of games, I think they come out way slower, with the Saints being a prime example, than they are throughout the game. So I think there's there is reason to be have some concern about the defense. I just don't think those two are uh, are one of them. I, I mean, I was being a little exaggerating the ten yards, but you. I mean, you have to admit that the receivers are pretty much open more compared to other games. Watching well, other but what games I'm saying there. is, I don't. I mean, eighty-two percent tr- completion rate there from Danny Dalton. Especially Andy Dalton, yeah, and it's not like the receivers are. are you know, Chris Olave is a nice young receiver. But but I, it's not like it's studs out there. But I guess what I'm up. saying is, if this were true, then teams would score more points. Like they're obviously they are obviously they are they are not allowing teams in the end zone. So clearly, it's not like every play guys are wide open. That's the only yeah. point I'm making. Okay, and then the only other concern I have really, and it started with the Bears game, is 
think they played the option really well, and I don't know if it's the offensive line or the scheme there, but I feel like we should be a better team running the ball without having an option as part of it, you know, uh, just straight it, up running it. No, Glenn, and I just, that, it's, it's been going on the Saints and the Bears game. No, that's a and great call. And look, I, I'm, I'm of two minds on that. Look, this is the offense they run. Richie talks about this a lot. Like, it works. It's great. Like, mm-hmm. they, it creates mismatches, all that. I personally, there have been times where I would prefer they just call some running plays here and there. But to his, his overall point there, like, just the, the concept of of the offense struggling and and the issues there I, you know i'm just i'm with you like it, it didn't feel like there were that many missed opportunities in that well, situation well for, for the wide open guys you're talking about the defense the, the here defense, right yeah. excuse me well er, early on yeah i mean i thought the first drive it was, was a not bad good. start yeah. it but was, then, they, sure. then they tightened it up after and, that and as much as i you know i think that i am right about gannon being a good coordinator it's also the reality that the beginning of games do matter and you don't want to see that happen at the start of games um with the running game, I have been disappointed in how they've ran the ball. I think we all talk about this offensive line at a high level, and rightfully so. Miles Sanders is a Pro Bowl running back this year. I know the RPO stuff is a big part of it, but I still think they should have been better just handing the ball and off and running it than they were. And, well, I will say one thing, and I, I don't know if I don't. I haven't mentioned this. I mentioned this with Richie yesterday. It's just a random thought that I had, and I have not mentioned it on Go Birds on a pod or a, a show. So let me know what you think. The concept that if you look at outside of the New Orleans game, which was just the worst game they kind of all played, everything yeah. was bad, and, all, and Gardner was there. But in terms of Hurts games, the two worst offensive game plans we saw from the or offensive execution, really, until the end of that Bears game it was the Bears game and it was the Colts game. What this those, year you're this talking year, about, yeah. What do those two things have in common? The Colts, no Nick Sirianni better than anyone else in the league. The Bears, Matt Eberflus, yeah, the defensive coordinator point. with Nick for years there in Indy. So is there something to them? Maybe they know his tendencies. Maybe they know what he likes to do. Or is it at least possible? I, well, for sure. I mean, I think the Cardinals were up there too. But, but yes, I agree with you that, that yeah, they, they're familiar with it. I just it's interesting if nothing Yeah, else. no, for sure. I also just think, you know, they haven't been executing as well recently. Everybody. And I, I think Gardner deserves plenty of blame. But... A lot of players on the offense are not playing well, and that's the, that's why you want to see him come out and play much better. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to our guy Chris. Hey, buddy. Yeah, what's going on, gentlemen? What's up, Chris? All right, so in terms of what I'm looking for tomorrow, um, I'm not sure if, if style points uh, is, is, is the right term for me, but more than anything, I just want to see a clean and efficient game. And so specifically what I'm looking for is I want to see how the offensive line performs with Jalen under center and see if they can clean up those false starts, see how Driscoll does, and to see does Jalen's mobility mitigate any drop-off from Lane to Driscoll. Because in my mind, I don't expect Lane to come back or if he does to be effective. And then similarly on the defensive side, I want to see how Gannon's team's secondary with CJ back and where he's going to be playing, what they're going to do with Josiah Scott. Because the, the thing that scares me the most is seeing that we're most likely going to have Dallas uh, coming in that divisional round is just thinking about Micah Parsons on Jack Driscoll and C.D. Lamb on Josiah Scott. So that's yeah. really what I'm going to be looking for. I mean, but an interesting dynamic for the game tomorrow is if, let's say, they do plan on putting Gardner-Johnson at nickel and then moving him back to safety when they're in base, do you show that tomorrow? It's a good be- question. Because part of me is, well, get him some reps at nickel. He hasn't played in a while. I mean, you know, the Russ thing, he hasn't played in two months or whatever. Yeah. But then part of me is also, if this is going to be a scheme thing you're doing, I don't know if showing it in a meaningless game is worth it. That's a really good point. It's very true. And then, honestly, with Jalen, I don't anticipate him throwing the ball much. And, honestly, the game plan that I'd like to see is just run, 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 run with everybody and mainly just have them get used to him being back and leading 
and not put him in positions where he could maybe further injure himself or mess up his arm more. Yeah. Well, I get it, but you would think quick throws, and, and great calls always, Chris, you would think quick throws are a way to do that. I understand not wanting him to sit in the pocket and wait for something to develop, but you're getting the ball quick, those slants to AJ, those type of things that have worked yeah. all season long when they needed it, maybe those quick screens to Dallas. I mean, what happened to that? We haven't seen yeah, that I mean, even since he was before he was hurt. Like, that used to be a bread-and-butter play for them. We haven't seen it. You know, I think getting him comfortable getting the rust off but i agree i don't you're not trying to put him you're trying to you're trying to protect him in a in a game that you you know you, want, yeah. you need to win but isn't and, the playoffs and if if it is because of his health you have to do that but i also would like to see them do the things they've done all year at a high level so yeah, you feel confident they can do it, it going into the postseason i get it and i don't need the style points but i understand what i need saying. to stop 215 215-592-9494. what do you think do you need the style points tomorrow do you want to see them come out and just romp or do you just need them to get a win get the ones to get in there and we'll figure out the rest. And, and the interesting, you know, question about the AFC neutral site game: dome or open air? No brainer, man. Which way are you going? It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you: the pro football regular season is coming to an end, winding down. The Birds play New York at home. College football championship game is this Monday. Pro and college hoops, and so much more to bet on. The Bet Park Sportsbook Casino app has you covered for all of it. Get odds, bets, slots, and games all right in the palm of your hand it's safe secure easy to use it's the official sports book for the real philly sports fan it's the only sports book and casino app that we here at go birds recommend you can bet on more than just the score bet on player performances and live in-game betting lets you bet on the action as it's happening wild line swings real opportunities to make money and like we always say you're going to watch these games anyway we're sports fans it's so much better when you have a little bit of action on it there's nowhere better than the bet park sports and casino app for that join us right now as new users can get up to seven hundred and fifty dollars in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner download the app and start playing instantly with the bet park sportsbook and casino app 